what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And it is Tuesday night, six o'clock Central Time. Here we're going to be going over the Week Twelve waiver wire report. We got the, the FantasyFellowship.com. The waiver wire reports available to see there. We're going to go over that in a little bit here. Just do a screen share. But at first, I kind of want to just talk about some of the news and the notes that I saw before we get to the waiver wire. So I'm going to hop in a screen share. And we're just going to kind of go over some of the more important headlines that I saw today uh, over on Roto World. So there's a couple guys that uh, that piqued my interest here. I just want to get those things out of the way. So we'll talk more. Tomorrow night's going to be a Thursday night show where we're going to – so Wednesday night I'll do my Thursday night football games. We have three games on Thursday. We'll, we'll talk about all those practice reports, injuries that we need to consider going on there. So there's a lot of news coming out for Houston and for Detroit. So we'll get to those guys kind of tomorrow night. But if you have any questions in the chat room on those guys, we can get to those tomorrow night for sure. Um, and then I guess a couple injuries here. LaMichael P. Ryan, he's placed on injury reserve. We were actually kind of getting excited for him. He looked really good in the first drive or two for the Jets with an ankle sprain here. He's out for the next couple of weeks, so we'll talk about Frank Gore later. Hey, what's going on, Fabian? How's it going, man? Uh, no Kenny Galladay, so that kind of sucks. We'll talk again more about the Thursday night or the Thursday Thanksgiving games. We will be uh, we'll be having a, a good hour show again tomorrow about 6 o'clock, talking about all three of those games. Uh, Jeff Wilson's coming back for the 49ers, so they're getting healthier. Same as Raheem Mostert, who's probably going to be back into our lo a lot of our lineups as a running back, too. Greg Olson was put on IR with the foot injury. He's out four to six weeks. We're going to be interested in the backup tight end situation for Seattle there. Let's take a look here. Uh, the Jags got a kicker on the COVID list. Let's see. Anything else that stuck out to me? I know Austin Eckler started practicing today. This one's a really cool one for dynasty purposes. The Seattle running backs Rashad Penny is going to resume practicing next week. So uh, for I, I don't know if we're going to see anything out of Rashad Penny useful for fantasy this year, but definitely next year he's got a, a big big opportunity with the, with the healthy offseason there. Uh, we'll talk about Juju Smith-Schuster tomorrow night. Terry McLaurin limited in today's practice. I thought there was maybe one more. Yeah, Austin Eckler. This is probably the biggest one of the day. He resumed practicing. We're not sure if he's going to be playing. I don't know if they've activated him yet, but the, they're going to try to get him to practice. The expectation is if not this week, definitely next weekend. So he's going to be ready to go for us in the fantasy football playoffs. And uh, that's kind of just the news I wanted to get out of the way for now. We're going to hop over uh, onto the fantasyfellowship.com and we'll kind of just go over the week 12 waiver wire report that I have written up here. So I do have my schedule listed for Thanksgiving. Uh, tomorrow night we'll be we'll be going live at 6 p.m. again. Thursday and Friday, I'm not sure what time I'm going to be doing it. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and decide what's going on here, but we'll we'll uh, we'll let you guys know what's going on there. Here we got a quick question from our guy Fabian here. Start Damian Harris, Daryl Henderson, or Naheem Hines this week? Do we only get to choose one of these guys? Um, for the most part, I'm probably going to lean. I don't really like Daryl Henderson. That's just a, a huge timeshare mess right now. Cam Akers is looking good. They kind of split the snaps pretty evenly. Malcolm Brown can vulture touchdowns. I think I'm less excited to get Henderson in the lineup against the 49ers. Uh, Naheem Hines going up against Tennessee. We saw what he did on Thursday night football. He's probably going to be, uh, the guy with the highest upside of them all, but it, it appears that Rex Burkhead's probably not going to play anymore this year. So we're probably going to see more Damian Harris, more snaps, more touches for him. I think James White's also going to get a pretty big role, and Sony Michelle is coming back. So I think uh, it's going to be between Harris and Hines. I think I would lean towards, towards Hines because he's been playing pretty well. But last week, he kind of struggled against Green Bay, whereas Jonathan Taylor kind of started to take over and get more snaps and reps there. So they're, they're kind of like a similar play here. We'll probably have a better answer later on in the week. I guess the good news is you don't have to worry about anything for Thursday. So let's just kind of wait and see what they're doing with Sony Michelle. If Michelle is out, I'm going to like Damian Harris, I think, the most. 
uh, and the Patriots, the Patriots do play the Cardinals. So I think that's a good matchup for Damian Harris. So Harrison Hines would be my vote. And then we'll kind of just monitor throughout the rest of the week and seeing what's up with Sony Michelle. But uh, on the fantasyfellowship.com, I do have some important injuries to monitor. We already covered a couple of them. We know Kyler Murray's probably going to play, but again, he's got a right AC shoulder kind of issue right now. So that's something to monitor going forward. Again, Joe Burrow out for the year, Drew Brees. Probably not going to see him for a while yet. I don't know. That's going to make Taysom Hill probably a, a fringe quarterback one the rest of the way. We're going to watch for Teddy Bridgewater's injury reports this week. If you were able to snag PJ Walker in Superflex leagues, I think I would still hold. There's a chance that they hold him out this week too, since they have a bye week next weekend. So just continue to monitor the, the Panthers quarterback situation. It seems like Gardner Minshew is going to be playing this weekend. I've seen a lot of sites with projections for Gardner Minshew. I think they're going to try to get him back in. Jake Luton just couldn't get it done, and that, that's fine. He was a sixth-round pick, much like Minshew was. But I think we're going to see Gardner Minshew come back and hopefully bring some more life to our Jaguars for fantasy football there. So he might be a guy. I don't know. I mean, if you need quarterback help and you want to get a backup, or definitely if he was dropped in a super flex league, I think Gardner Minshew is going to be the guy there. And then Sam Darnold, he doesn't really have a lot of value for us in fantasy leagues, like basically super flex quarterback two issues. Uh, we're expecting Christian McCaffrey to sit out and through the bye week next week. Joe Mixon still on IR. DeAndre Swift, this is going to be a guy that we talk a lot about tomorrow. I believe he practiced limited today, which is a great sign. I, I know some of the other uh, Detroit Lions did not practice, specifically Kenny Galladay. So this might be the DeAndre Swift show. The, the Houston Texans give up the most rushing yards um, to the running backs here in the league. So I think DeAndre Swift, if he can play, he's an automatic start for us. So we'll see what his uh, – tomorrow's a big day for these guys' practice participation, so we'll see what Swift can do. We're going to monitor David Montgomery's practice situation. Again, uh, LaMichael Pirine out for at least the next three weeks. I don't know if we're going to be needing him at any point this year, but we'll talk about Frank Gore in a second. We got Julio Jones, left hamstring. That's a big practice report to watch. We're going to be interested in Russell Gage. We'll get to him later as well. Juju Smith-Schuster, I think he's going to play. We'll talk more about him tomorrow night in tomorrow night's show. Uh, Kenny Galladay, again, we'll talk more about – Basically, anyone that's playing on Thursday, I'm going to cover those guys more in depth uh, for that uh, tomorrow night show. Debo Samuel, I'm thinking he's going to play. They, they're coming off the bye week, so he should be good to go. He, if if I, I don't know if I have him on the list, but if he was dropped, uh, I'm very interested in getting Debo Samuel back into the mix. John Brown's got a high ankle sprain. And again, Greg Olson's out for the next four to six weeks. So we got a lot of uh, key important injuries to monitor here. Got some guys eligible to return from IR. But before we get to the quarterback, I want to answer Fabian's question real quick. How do you feel about Hollywood this week? Uh, so, I mean, the last time we played the Steelers, he only caught one catch. I think it was a six or three yard touchdown or something like that. But I, I ended up starting him in one league and he got the goose egg and I lost by 1.4 points. So at the moment right now, he's not on my, uh, on my good, on my good list, I would say. So I'm probably not, uh, I'm not going to use Hollywood Brown until I see it on my bench. I'm totally okay. If, if he has a good game, great. We'll, we'll consider him in, in future weeks. But for now, I'm keeping uh, Marquise Brown on my bench until further notice, until we actually see something. So uh, I don't expect much against the Steelers defense, one of the better, you know, one of the best defenses in the league, right? And the Baltimore Ravens offense, I mean, they're missing J.K. Dobbins. They're missing Mark Ingram. Lamar Jackson's kind of been struggled. Defense has been figuring him out. So I'm kind of worried about the Ravens offense. But uh, looking at the fantasyfellowship.com waiver wire report, we have our quarterback streaming options ranked here. I did want to bounce over to ESPN. This is where I kind of look at the percent roster ships, and uh, that's kind of how I make my list. So basically, any quarterback over like 80% or 
like above. I'm going to assume is owned. So Taysom Hill, I'm assuming everyone got him last weekend. Of course, if Taysom Hill is available in your league, he's going to be the one guy to, to blow your bucks on. He might be the starter the rest of the year for the Saints. Uh, so Taysom Hill, easy guy to, to go and snag and spend a lot of the money on. But Cam Newton is less than 80% owned. Carson Wentz about 70. Matt Stafford under 70. Ryan Tannehill 67%. So uh, there's a huge list of quarterbacks here in one quarterback leagues that might be available in your league. Uh, but the one guy that I want to highlight here the most is going to be Derek Carr. He's owned in less than 50% of ESPN leagues, and he's probably my number one quarterback streaming option this weekend. He's the 16th ranked quarterback in this league with that scoring format. But uh, he's played the Chiefs really well in two games. He kind of had a, a, a low-end game here back in Week 10. They played the Broncos, and they were able to get a lot of rushing. I think they had four rushing touchdowns against the Broncos. So this offense is productive. I think you're looking at a floor. This is a four-point passing touchdown scoring system here. So you're probably looking at a floor of 12 to 14 points and upside of 19 to 20 points in this one. It's against Atlanta. Atlanta defense or Atlanta offense could be uh, somewhat pesky and put up some points here. So I think Derek Carr is going to have to – to uh, put up some points. So I do like Derek Carr a lot. If we bounce over to the Fantasy Fellowship, I do have Carr number one. Uh, we got Teddy Bridgewater, Carson Wentz, Ryan Tannehill, or Taysom Hill, Matt Stafford, Cam Newton, Jared Goff, Tua Tagovailoa. I'm a little bit nervous to start Tua Tagovailoa, so I think this would be my cutoff. If you can get any one of these quarterbacks to start for you this weekend, I think those would be my preferred options. Uh, but if you have questions, I know most people don't really need a lot of quarterback help. It's more about the running backs and the wide receivers. I think that's probably 90% of the questions I get. So just check out the, the streaming options ranked here. If you're in super flex leagues, I'm going to tell you to hold PJ Walker. We don't know if Teddy's going to play this weekend. Nick Mullins gets another start uh, against the Rams here. We have to monitor the Jacksonville, the Chicago, and the Jets quarterback situations. I believe they already said, though, Mitch Trubisky is going to start. So I think in a super flex league, Mitch Trubisky is probably going to be the one guy that you want to probably acquire. He's going to probably get a good amount of opportunity going forward. If he looks decent against Green Bay, I think they got to keep rolling with him. So we'll see about Trubisky. And like I said at the top of the show, Gardner Minshew is probably playing this weekend over Jake Luton. And then we're probably going to see Sam Darnold. So we'll see some of these younger quarterbacks back in, in action. If any of these guys were let go in super flex leagues, I think those guys could be uh, pretty good options for you. And then Ryan Finley, not excited about the, the Bengals, man. I think I'm just going to tell people to stay away from the Bengals. If you're in an emergency situation, Ryan Tannehill, super flex league, sure, whatever. Uh, moving on to running backs here, I want to answer one of Fabian's questions real quick. So anything with Harris, will he get the most touches because he is the starter or will all three split? So typically, I want to just pull up uh, the New England Patriots backfield here. I'm, I'm not sure if I filled out the, the opportunity report. So we know Rex Burkhead's been a pretty good part of the offense. He's been getting a lot of touches, whether it's running the ball or receiving the ball. So I'm looking here. Where's my New England Patriots? So this was last week against the Texans. Now, this was a game where they were trailing. You still see Damian Harris get 11 carries, 43 yards, a touchdown catches the ball for 11 yards. So this is kind of like a, I feel like it's a floor game for Damian Harris where he gets 11 attempts, gets a catch. So 12 to 15 touches, I think is a pretty good evaluation for Damian Harris. And now that, I mean, this was a game that they were losing, you know, basically they, they scored the first touchdown. And then after that, it was all Texans. Uh, so it was a lot of James White. He led the way in snaps, nine targets, five rushing attempts. So this was a big James White game. I don't know if we're going to see this a lot going forward, uh, but you can basically put, I mean, this is already a three-way backfield. So to me, the outlook for Damian Harris doesn't change that much. If anything, uh, Sony Michelle is, is going to be his backup. And he is coming back from injury, so they might just kind of ease him back in. So I think at least for this week, you're probably going to see Damian Harris continue to be the lead back there. They are playing 
Arizona. Uh, I'll look into that a little bit later this week. I think on, on my Thursday show, I'll be covering all the, the Sunday games. I think this is a noon game, Patriots at Cardinals. If I remember correctly, I just don't know what time it is. But we'll be going over all of the, the starts and the sits for that game. So I think for now, Damian Harris, he looks good, man. He, he had the rushing touchdown. I was surprised they didn't keep giving him the ball. I figured after the first drive that we're going to see another 20-25 carry game for Damian Harris. But their defense kind of got uh, worked by Deshaun Watson. So I'm still a fan of Damian Harris. I think he can be an RB2 for us. Uh, he's not going to get you PPR points. That's going to be James White's department. And we know Sony Michelle is not going to get any PPR points. So I think I really, we're going to talk about James White in depth a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but the Patriot running backs to owned, I mean, that's going to be James White in a PPR league. And then Damian Harris is going to be a volume play in pretty much all formats. So uh, as we get to the running backs here, I do have a list of running backs that are likely owned but might be available in your league. We talk about we talked about Austin Eckler come back. He's practicing this week. We don't know if he's going to play, but he's probably going to play week 13. So that's exciting to watch for. Raheem Mostert, they're going to activate him off IR this week. I think he's going to practice tomorrow and he should be immediately plugged back into our lineups as a running back too with upside. J.K. Dobbins looked so good last week. I was so disappointed. He got the, for the first time all season, they like committed to him. I think Mark Ingram had like six snaps. It was just kind of crazy. It was all J.K. Dobbins. He's put on the COVID list. If anything happens to him or someone cuts him or something, J.K. Dobbins should be owned in all leagues. Kalen Balazs is looking good against, uh, I can't remember who they played last week. I think it was Miami. No, they played the Jets last weekend, and he looked good. But you also have Austin Eckler coming back soon. So we might only have one more game of Kalen Balazs usable uh, points for fantasy sports here. So I think Kalen Balazs is probably on the out. I do think if you needed someone this week, Kalen Balazs could be an emergency play for you. J.D. McKissick. Pretty solid PPR guy against Dallas going on Thanksgiving. Naheem Hines, Duke Johnson, Chase Edmonds. These guys are all kind of PPR uh, dice rolls. You know, they, they've been scoring touchdowns and whatnot lately. So they're interesting flex plays there. Giovanni Bernard with Joe Mixon out. I think going against the Giants, it's a little bit of a tough matchup there. But again, these guys are all kind of RB2 flexes. They're all in their own little tier. Same with Jarek McKinnon. Because it's Raheem Mostert's first game back. We'll see Jarek McKinnon probably continue to be the, the best passing down option. We're also, we also have to watch for Tevin Coleman coming back. I should probably add him to this list as well. He'll probably be down here in the priority ads if you need help at running back. But take a look at the list. If any of these guys are available, I highly recommend you know stashing whether you need a handcuff or you want a role player with some upside here. That just is an injury away. I think I got a pretty good list here of guys that I think need to be on teams. But if you're looking for a guy to spot start this week, that's where you're going to find in here in the priority running backs to add that should be available. And we know Ingram and Dobbins are both out for Thursday night football. So it's going to be Gus Edwards. We're going to see a lot of Gus Edwards and you're probably actually going to see some justice Hill. Uh, and I should probably add justice Hill's name to this because he's going to be, they don't really like to use Gus Edwards in the passing game. He's like, he's a really good, I mean, he's capable at doing it, but I think they're going to use justice Hill, get him out in space and utilize his speed a little bit. So I will add justice Hill's name to this list. He can be a guy that, um, I don't know if you guys play in in waiver wires that are like priority ads where it's like inverse order of standings, or do you guys do you guys play a lot of uh, free agent auction where you bid on these players? Because one of my favorite moves is to do the the free Wednesday morning pickups where it doesn't cost anything and you kind of just get the guys that were left over. I think Justice Hill could be an overlooked guy because Gus Edwards is going to be. I mean, people are going to want Gus Edwards. They're going to want Selvin Ahmed, Damian Harris, Wayne Gallman. If these guys are available, these of course are the top options. Uh, but if you end up missing some of these top options, I do think, I mean, 
Justice Hill's probably looking at maybe four or five targets tomorrow night with no with no Ingram, no uh, J.K. Dobbins. There's going to be a lot of uh, opportunity for Gus Edwards and Justice Hill here. So I'm thinking Edwards, Salvin Ahmed, Damian Harris, Wayne Gallman. These are some of my favorite pickups here. I just want to look quick and see what the ESPN roster ship is on some of these guys. So we're looking uh, again. And how I do my list is I basically look for 80% and I just kind of work my way down. So McKinnon could be a good add there. Damian Harris is about 75% owned. Salvin Ahmed still somehow 66% owned. I mean, if Jamal Williams, Latavius Murray, any of these handcuffs are available, I strongly suggest snatching up some of these guys. But Wayne Gallman's the first guy here at about 55% owned. And uh, I don't know what's going on with Devonta Freeman, but the last four games, Wayne Gallman, man, he's been playing like a strong RB2. He scored five touchdowns in the last four weeks. I think this is a guy that, uh, I mean, like I said, he's 55% owned on ESPN. So he should be a high priority for someone if you're in need of a running back. And then let's just look quick for Gus Edwards. Um, we're also looking for a couple other guys here on the list just to see what they're so Gus Edwards is 14% owned. So Gus Edwards is going to probably be the waiver wire pickup of the week for a spot start there. And then we also said, we talked about Salvin Ahmed. He was about 66% owned and then Damien Harris. So uh, the one guy that will be the hot ticket, Gus Edwards, see if Ahmed, Harris, Gallman are available. James White though, uh, again, Rex Burkhead's probably not playing again this year. So you're going to look for James White. I know Sonny Michelle could be a guy to pick up for free. I don't know what kind of workload he's going to get, but uh, James White is the only pass-catching running back left, and he's only about 35% owned in ESPN leagues. And again, last week, six receptions, 64 yards, five. You don't, we don't really care much about the carries here. We just want him to get uh, anywhere between four to six catches a game. So I think James White's going to have some PPR RB2 value the rest of the way. You got Frank Gore. Now that uh, Michael P. Ryan has the ankle injury, this is going to be a guy for at least the next three weeks. We're going to see what Frank Gore has to offer for us. He's a low-end RB2 play at best. He's got a floor of, you know, 50 rushing yards, 60 rushing yards and a catch or two. So he's probably looking at like a like an eight-point floor maybe for most weeks. So it's nothing great. But if you are in trouble at running back or you just want to add someone for depth, Frank Gore can be your guy. Latavius Murray. Uh, now with Taysom Hill, they're going to be a heavy run team. And Latavius Murray actually played more snaps last week than Alvin Kamara. Or maybe it was 50-50. Uh, but the point is, it's handcuff season. Latavius Murray's still a good running back. They're in a more run-heavy scheme right now. So Murray should be a priority. Benny Snell, if you have James Conner, I would just, just add Benny Snell. He got the goal line touchdown last weekend. They're, they're going to like him if anything happens to Conner. And then again, the Patriots backfield, Tony Michelle, Rex Burkhead out. It's going to open the door. So if you want to just get a guy and hold on to him, I think that could be useful for you. Uh, we got another question here from our guy, Fabian. So will Rivers play? And I think I might start Tua because they played the Jets and Justin Herbert had 300 yards and a couple TDs. So will Rivers play? I, yeah, I think Rivers is going to be good to go. We'll know more tomorrow based on his practice report. Uh, but if you're going to play Tua, I do think we could see a really good bounce back day from Tua. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a lot of Devontae Parker. It's going to be a lot of Mike Jasicki, Jakeem Grant. So I could see them guys breaking a couple plays. We'll see if Tua can even, you know, scramble and get some, some yards on the ground with his legs. Uh, so I do like both these guys. Rivers is, again, Rivers is going to play the Titans. And the last time these guys played, it was that Thursday night game. And uh, I just want to pull up Philip Rivers' performance from that night. But Rivers, basically the last two weekends, he's looked really, really good. They just had that really strong game against the Packers. Uh, but against the Titans, he threw for 308 yards and one touchdown. I think that was to a tight end. I can't remember which tight end that was. Uh, but again, Philip Rivers, he's been playing pretty good lately. So I don't really know if, uh, I mean, you got good options there. Philip Rivers and two, I 
think both guys are in good shape there. So Philip Rivers is practicing and healthy. I could see, I could see that. But uh, if you want to roll with Tua, I don't have a problem with that as well. Trey S. Thanks for hanging out, man. Uh, so huge list coming in hot. Full PPR. Choose two. Deontay Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Bob Trees, DeAndre Swift, Todd Gurley, or Gio Bernard. Okay, so I like the guys definitely on the beginning of this list. We're watching DeAndre Swift uh, because if Swift plays, the Houston Texans give up the most rushing yards uh, to running backs here. I want to pull that up for you guys so I can show you. Um, let's just pull this up, and then we'll filter by total yards here. So the Houston Texans, the worst team. You see here allowing 1,458 total yards on the season. The next closest team is the Cowboys, and they have a 200-yard lead. So it's clearly the Texans are the worst team against the run. So I think if Swift plays, break all ties. DeAndre Swift is your first priority. Get him in the lineup. Uh, Todd Gurley going up against the Raiders. Maybe that's a decent game there. Giovanni Bernard, I'm, I'm basically crossing, crossing off all Bengals. I don't really want to gamble with a Ryan Finley-led offense. So I think Gio's easily the guy that I would say no to. Uh, but then you've got uh, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Cooks playing on Thanksgiving. Uh, I think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to play. I, I really, Deontay Cooks and Bob Trees, man, I, I don't think you can go wrong with either one. We did just see the really big Bob Trees game. So I'm wondering if if we see him kind of come back to earth a little bit. I don't think it's fair to expect another 30 points out of Woods. Uh, and then Brandon Cooks going up against Detroit. Sean Watson played one of the best games of his season last weekend. I have a I have a tingly feeling that it's going to be a Brandon Cooks game, uh, but really, I'm going to rank Swift number one, and then I think I like Deontay Johnson, Brandon Cooks, those guys pretty strongly for number two. Uh, and if I had to, I guess, give you the exact ranking, it's DeAndre Swift no matter what if he plays, and then we're going to go probably Brandon Cooks, Deontay Johnson, Woods, Gurley, Geo. Um, I think that I'm kind of shy about the Atlanta offense. I don't really know how I feel about it. Gurley's kind of touchdown dependent. Uh, we got Andrew Bauer in the chat room saying go Will Fuller. So I, I just think uh, the Texans have a really good matchup, man, going up against the Lions. I think they should be able to do what they want on offense. Again, Deshaun Watson had a really great game against the Patriots. I think it's going to be a big, big points day for Watson, for Fuller. For Cooks, we'll see about the tight end Jordan Aikens. It might be a nice Duke Johnson game. So I do like uh, – and then also with, with the Texans, Randall Cobb's out, and it sounds like Kenny Stills is questionable. So it's going to be probably a heavy volume day for Will Fuller, for Brandon Cooks. I just think that's going to be where I go. And because, I mean, the Baltimore Ravens, um, they're, they're struggling right now, but they're still a pretty good defense. And I just want to pull up here for you. Let's take a look and see how many wide receiver yards – the uh the ravens are allowing here so they allow they're the fifth best team against uh wide receivers in ppr leagues so only five touchdowns given up on the season i know deontay johnson's playing really good football um so i'm totally okay with deontay johnson or brandon cooks but i think just because momentum right now with the texans going up against the lions it kind of feels good but i don't blame you for deontay uh so i think that's how i would do it you got a lot of thanksgiving stuff going on there so hopefully it's a, it's a happy thursday for you but uh, I'm trying to just think of where we were before we were looking at running backs here. Um, so if you guys have any questions on running backs, these would be my top priorities here. I do think I'm probably going to reorder this. And I think Wayne Gallman is probably my favorite spot start of the week. Um, and yeah, man, you got Calvin. It's going to be a good Calvin Ridley week, especially if Julio Jones, even if Julio Jones plays, like we've seen Julio Jones play like kind of 50, 50 and just nothing happens. Uh, but man, I think for the rest of the season, 
Calvin Ridley, man, he's going to be leading us through the playoffs and hopefully to the championship and beyond. So Calvin Ridley, great play, probably a top. I mean, outside of uh, outside of Devontae Adams and maybe Keenan Allen right now, and because of Julio's dinged up, Calvin Ridley's probably going to be the next guy that I want uh, on my team, especially DFS lineups too. So uh, thanks for the question, Trey. Uh, just talking about running backs, though, I, I just think Wayne Gallman going up against Cincinnati, Ryan Finley, like that's probably just going to be a, a heavy, heavy drubbing for the Giants over the Bengals there. I expect Wayne Gallman to get fed. We'll monitor Devonta Freeman's touches, but he's probably going to be available in most leagues. Uh, James White, again, PPR league, pretty good guy there. If you need help at Frank Gore or Latavius Murray, you know, these are low-end running back twos that could be falling in the end zone. So uh, let me know if you guys have any questions on running backs for now. I think I'm going to move on to the wide receivers. And uh, I do have a list here of wide receivers that are likely owned, but you never know. They might be available in your league. And uh, I'll show you guys again how I make these lists is I'm just looking at an ESPN, a random ESPN league of mine, and uh, I just filter by by percent rostered. And I'm kind of just looking for guys that are 80% owned or less. Um, so you got, I mean, Jerry Judy's right in this column. CD Lamb, they're really close. Uh, a lot of these really good receivers that I don't know what kind of leagues you guys play in or if there's if they're 10-team league, 12-team league, sometimes – guys fall through the crack. So whether it is CD Lamb, Curtis Samuel, Jerry Judy, Mike Williams, Jacoby Myers, Sterling Shepard, uh, John Brown's got a high ankle sprain. So we're going to talk about Cole Beasley in a little bit here. Uh, but I do have a pretty good list of receivers here that I would love to have on my team. And then as far as guys that I think should be available in most leagues, we're going to be probably talking about Jalen Reger a lot this week. Uh, they're going up against Seattle. This is a Monday night football game. And I don't know about you guys, but I love, I just, I love having a guy on Monday night football. It gives me a little bit of confidence after the night on Sunday knowing, hey, I got, you know, two more guys to go here to try to get this win or to pull away in my lead here. Um, so just looking at um, where were we here? I wanted to pull up Seattle's wide receiver ranking here. So this is uh, PPR points allowed to the receivers. And we've been hitting on this all season. Seattle Seahawks dead last against the wide receiver. And it's not close. They allow uh, just over 55 PPR points to the wide receivers. They allow easily the most yards to the receivers. Um, so you see 2,597 total yards. The Falcons are the closest at 2,100. And uh, they do allow a good amount of touchdowns here. And this is, I mean, as far as receptions even, just look at all the PPR receptions here. So 213 total catches allowed by Seattle. And then you're looking at the Titans at the next closest at 172. So this is definitely a, a spot you want to fall into. Jalen Reger is kind of becoming the leading receiver right now. I know the Philadelphia Eagles offense is not a fun investment right now, but I do think Jalen Reger has a pretty high floor. I mean, he had nine PPR points last week in a rain game. So Reger's probably going to be a really good spot at home against Seattle Monday Night Football. But first I want to get to it. Before we get any further, I want to get to this question here uh, from our guys. Should I trade Ridley and Deontay for Metcalf to make my lineup more solid before the playoffs? I have Godwin and Pittman in the rest of my lineup. So, Oh, man, trading Ridley and Deontay. So, I mean, at the moment right now with Julio Jones uh, kind of dinged up the way he is, I, I mean, I love DK Metcalf. I think he's, I mean, outside of, again, of like Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, I mean, I, I got I got Calvin Ridley and DK Metcalf right there and probably in the top five, maybe Tyree Kills in there too. Uh, but I don't think that's a, uh, I think I'm going to hold on to that because I kind of view Ridley and Metcalf as similar um, similar upsides and then to lose Deontay just to gain uh, DK Metcalf. I think um, here, maybe I might be able to even kind of show you uh, why I'm thinking this, but uh, you, you have two. Uh, the way Deontay is playing right now, man, I, I don't know if I would want to get rid of that. Um, 
and the way the Steelers are, like Ben Roethlisberger is just playing really good. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to filter by total fantasy points per game. Um, so we do see DK Metcalf up here. We're going to okay ignore Richie James and his stupid whatever big game against Green Bay. So he doesn't really count. So you actually have DK Metcalf here. We'll put him fifth. So he's averaging about 18.8 points a game. And then Calvin Ridley down here. And one of these games, he was hurt. So this actually should be a lot more, but he's averaging 17.8. And if you remember, I think it was the Green Bay game where he was kind of not really himself. I think he ended up, yeah, he put a zero burger on this game and he did get hurt in this one. So I think it's safe to say Calvin Ridley is probably like truly averaging somewhere more than 20 points per game. So I think, I think you have already what you need for the fantasy playoffs. I would hold on to Deontay Johnson. Hold on. Definitely hold on to Chris Godwin because weeks 14 through 16, Tampa Bay schedule is amazing. And uh, at the moment right now, Michael Pittman's a really good, uh, you know, potential flex player, wide receiver three. So I think I would stay put. Um, and uh, I, don't, I don't know if you're, if you're gaining that much. Uh, I, I view Ridley and Metcalf kind of similar. So I think I would hold on that one. But uh, thanks for the question, man. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, but we're kind of just talking about some priority wide receivers to add here that might be available. We talked about Jalen Reger going up against the Seattle Seahawks. I just want to look quick and see if I did put in the uh, Philadelphia numbers. So I don't have the numbers here yet, but I know the week before Jalen Reger was the leading uh, receiver in Philadelphia for snaps. He led the receivers in, in targets. So he's already becoming the go-to receiver and it's, a, it's the easiest matchup for receivers that you're going to get all season. So we love Jalen Reger. Cole Beasley going up against the Chargers. Just because I don't think John Brown's going to play. I don't think he practiced this week. And uh, if you remember before the bye, Cole Beasley blew up. I think he had like a 10 or 12 catch game. Just everything was going really good for Cole Beasley. Um, and basically the rest of the season, you, you kind of want to align yourself into some really good offenses. And uh, the Buffalo Bills offense with Josh Allen right now, you kind of want to be attached to that. Just like you want to be attached to Russell Wilson or you want to be attached to Patrick Mahomes. Um, there's definitely some kind of money pits you want to fall into. So I think Cole Beasley can be a wide receiver three flex, especially this week against the Chargers. Alan Lazard going up against Chicago. He actually played quite a bit last week. I was actually surprised at how much they, they said he was kind of be, he was going to be limited, but he played a lot more than I expected. Uh, and he played decent. Let's see here. So he was the third wide receiver in terms of snaps, 60% snap share, four targets, two catches, 18 yards. Um, so he basically got his conditioning under him. It was nice to see the four targets uh, going up against the Chicago Bears. I'm expecting a lot of good things to happen for the Packers offense. I think Alan Lazard, uh, and especially going forward, even after this week, if you don't want to start him against the Bears, I totally get it. But Alan Lazard, if he's available, I would definitely recommend him. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., we touched on him a little bit. So I do think uh, we're in a good spot to use him as a wide receiver three uh, flex going forward. I just want to look quick at the comments here from our guy, Saad Abbasi. So because my running backs are Eckler, Kamara, Mostert, and I wouldn't have space to fit all my studs in. So you're trying to consolidate, essentially. Um, so I get it. I just, um, I mean, it, it's, it's really a preference thing. For me, I just, I don't really see much of a difference between Ridley and Metcalf. And uh, I guess if you could, if you could get rid of, um Deon if you can get rid of Deontay and and maybe even I don't know if you could if you can pair I would try to keep Ridley if you can uh but if you can go after Metcalf and, and say take Deontay and then someone else on your team I think that might be able to get it done and to be honest I was listening to uh if you guys don't know football guys I listened to a lot of their podcasts and stuff today and they had a guest on one of their shows and they both kind of agreed that the Alvin Kamara outlook the rest of the season has us worried he didn't record a catch for the first time in his career 
And now that it's Taysom Hill, that's going to be more of a run-heavy team, which means less passing, less – he gets his money in the PPR leagues and the catches. So we're actually kind of nervous about Alvin Kamara, I think, the rest of the way. Um, so if you can get away with, like – I mean, if you could send a Kamara for – you probably want to keep your running backs, but uh, I think I would be – I would be hesitant to make the two for one for Metcalf that you have Ridley for Deontay, just because I think Ridley equals Metcalf at this point, and then you just be losing Deontay. So I think you should maybe shop around a little bit and see if someone likes a pairing of Deontay and maybe, maybe you, maybe you give up Deontay and Raheem Mostert or uh, something like that to try to make a move for another big player. I think that could work out for you. So uh, we got Fabian saying in one of my leagues, I'm four and seven, pretty slim to make the playoffs. Should I try to win and make playoffs or just play for fun and start risky players? Uh, it depends, I guess, on who – like, do you have a matchup this week that you think you can win? Because otherwise, like, there's the opposite of that, and you want to start guys that are a little bit more safer. So, like, a guy like Cole Beasley, Jalen Reger, I think these guys have high floors, maybe not the highest ceilings, but I know they're going to get, you know, 10 points. Like, I'm pretty confident that these two guys will be involved in the passing game. So I would continue to, to – I mean, start your studs for sure – and then I guess we would need to know who some of your flex options are, but we can probably get to that at some point tonight or later this week, whenever we want to talk about that team specifically, Fabian, but uh, we can, uh, we can tinker and uh, four and seven. So that means you'd have to go six and seven. Um, is there a league where you can get, like, is there a spot reserved for most points in the playoffs? That could be a potential in uh, for the playoffs. And uh, yeah, man, no problem. Thanks for hanging out. I try to give as much information as I can. And uh, if it makes sense to people, that's, I, I, I'd like to help. So I'm, I'm uh, but see, I'm in a weird position too because I, I have Calvin Ridley and I have DK Metcalf in several leagues, and I love both guys. And uh, I just, I kind of view both as top five receivers. And um, Deontay Johnson, man, just last weekend was sweet. And uh, Juju Smith-Schuster all of a sudden's got the toe injury right now. I, I mean, Deontay Johnson's technically the number one receiver for this team. And uh, I don't know, man, he, they're, they're playing really good. So. Uh, one of my biggest things is even during like if in a because like, you're you were kind of nervous that um, you're gonna have not a lot of space to fit your studs in right, but uh, injuries happen, man. Uh, anything can happen on any week, and I I love to have good depth. In one of my leagues, I had to bench DJ Moore and CD Lamb this week, and it sucked because you know you're getting big points on the bench. I also had Dallas Goddard on the bench, so uh, for me. I don't mind having that. I think that I think you're in a good, you have a good problem to have. It's a good situation to have a lot of options to choose from. And then we'll just continue to fall into the really good matchups, you know, bad defenses against certain positions. So we got a question here from Carlos Lara. If I could have one QB for the rest of the year between Josh Allen and Herbert, who should I roll with? That's a fun question. Uh, so I think the first thing we have to do is look at schedules. So I'm going to pull up the Chargers and the Buffalo Bills schedule here uh i mean oh man the way herbert's been playing it's gonna be hard i think not to keep justin herbert and they're also getting austin eckler back he's practicing this week i think that could be a really fun situation so this week the chargers play the uh the bills um so i guess josh allen plays chargers uh so that should be a really fun game i don't think both defenses are any good at this point right now bills are coming off a bye justin herbert uh, just had a really good game against the Jets. So this could be a really fun game for both quarterbacks. I, I mean, to be honest, I'd probably rank them both like top five, you know, four, five, six in that range. Uh, and then we play the Patriots. And then we play. So this might be a tough, a little bit tougher game here. We'll see how Bill Belichick decides to to scheme up against him. But the Chargers at this point, they've had they've had answers for every team that they've played. So I think this could still be a good game for uh, for Justin Herbert. 
But then here it is, weeks 14, 15, and 16. Basically the fantasy playoffs, the championship run here. You're going to get the Falcons, who are dead last in quarterback allowed points, the Raiders, and the Denver Broncos. These are you know three bottom defenses here against the pass. We just saw what Pat Mahomes did against the Raiders here. I want to just quickly pull up and see what these quarterback points are doing here for the defenses. Um, so if we go to, if we hit stats, we're going to go to fantasy points allowed to the quarterbacks. And let's just pull this up here. So I'm going to fill, I'm assuming this is a four point passing touchdown league. Is that right, Carlos? <clears throat> so we're looking at um, what week was this? So week 14, that's the first round of the playoffs. We're going to be playing the Atlanta Falcons. They are dead last year against the quarterback points. And then they're going to play the Raiders and the Broncos. So where are the Raiders ranked here? Raiders are the ranked 24th worst here, about 19.4. And then the Broncos, the Broncos are kind of middle of the field here, but they're still allowing more than 18 points here. So you have a really good schedule with Justin Herbert. Let's quick take a peek at the Bills quarterback options, uh, quarterback schedule here. So we're playing the Chargers this week. Then they play the 49ers. Then they play the Steelers. Hmm. That's kind of tough. That's first round of the playoffs. That's going to look like it's a Sunday night football game too. So I'm kind of nervous about that game. The Steelers are the number one team against quarterback points. Um, then they do have a common opponent here in the Broncos. So your playoff round one is week 14 through 15 and then week 16 through 17. Okay. Interesting. Um, so and this is a six point passing touchdown league for Carlos here. Um, so we have, the Steelers, that's the toughest game of the whole schedule here. The, the 49ers, this is a Monday night football game. They might be getting back Richard Sherman for this one. I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Um, I think I'm leaning towards, I, I love Josh Allen, but man, Justin Herbert's playing some of the best rookie quarterback we've seen. And to be honest, like, I kind of like his schedule a little bit more. You don't have to worry about this Steelers game week 14. The Patriots could be past, like We don't know what the Patriots could do uh, on Monday night football here. So I think I'm going to lean and say um, Justin Herbert is probably the guy I want to roll with. Keenan Allen's hot. Mike Williams is hot. Austin Eckler's coming back. Hunter Henry. Jalen Guyton makes some plays sometimes. So I think I'm going to roll with Justin Herbert in that one. And we got uh, our guy Sada Bossi saying my playoffs are weeks 14 through 15 at the first round and then round two, week 16 and 17. Those are tough. I've, I've done some of those two-round playoff leagues, and uh, those, those are no joke, man. you gotta, you got to stay constant and uh, have two good weeks in a row. So we got another comment here from Fabian Vasquez. How do you feel about the Dolphins defense? Are we talking about just this week or like in general? I mean, I think the Dolphins at this moment right now, they're one of the best defenses. I mean, in the league, they they kind of got hit by the, the Broncos last week. Let's just see here. I just want to look at the, the Dolphins schedule the rest of the way here. So, of course, everyone knew they went on a five-game win streak. They do play. The Jets and the Bengals. So I, I'm going to say the, the next two weeks, the Dolphins defense is a top five defense. Um, so if the Dolphins are available, I just wanted to see quick on the fantasyfellowship.com. At the end of the list, I do have a list of defenses here. And would you look at that? I got Miami as the number one matchup for me. Uh, who knows if they're available, but uh, Dolphins defense, again, they play, they play the Jets and they play Cincinnati the next two weekends. So the Dolphins defense is all of a sudden – uh, looking like one spot that you want to make sure you get into your lineup. So we love the Dolphins defense, uh, but I'm just kind of curious here. So week 12, week 13, then they play the Chiefs, Patriots, and Raiders. These are, these are going to be some tough games here, especially the Chiefs. I'm probably not starting them against the Chiefs. 
And we'll see about the Las Vegas Raiders because their offense looks like it's starting to turn the corner with the run game and Derek Carr, Darren Waller. Um, but definitely the next two weeks, Jets, Bengals, I think the Dolphins defense must start. Get them in your lineup for sure. Uh, kind of got off track here. I just want to kind of steer things back to the wide receivers. If you guys have any wide receiver questions for the waiver wire, you can let me know here. I think uh, we can we can kind of hit on some of those guys. If you do have questions, I do like a handful of guys here that should be available towards the end of the list. So if you have any questions on those, let me know. Uh, we're going to get back to some of these other questions here from Saad Abbasi. What running back do you rank? What running back rank do you think Austin Eckler will be the rest of the season? Um, I mean, I think uh, I, I think he's a strong RB two the rest of the way, and uh, especially in PPR leagues, I think that's where he's going to get most of his juice. But let's just pull up. Austin Eckler and see what he was doing before the injury. Uh, because I mean, here's, this is my, this is my bull case for Austin Eckler is Kalen Bellage is a running back too right now in this offense. Kalen Bellage is, we know Justin Jackson also was a really strong running back too, for the most part when he was healthy. So if you're telling me Kalen Bellage, Justin Jackson, these guys are, they were they were for a while there. Justin Jackson was a good start as an RB two, and then we have multiple weeks here of Kalen Bellage as an RB two. Now we're going to plug in Austin Eckler. I think it's going to be good, man. I think you could even get an RB one out of him. Um, so here we go against Kansas City. This was uh, Herbert's first start. We see Eckler get 16 carries, 93 yards, four for 55, 14.8 points. The following weekend against Carolina, we see Eckler go 12 for 59 in a touchdown. 11 catches, 84 yards on 11 targets. I mean, I think we I think we probably have to limit our expectations for Eckler in his first game back. Let's let him get his conditioning, let him get his uh just his legs under him. So maybe you have a floor range of 8 to, eight to 14 points in his first game back. But after that, man, you're going to be getting a lot of catches. He's going to he's going to get the volume and I think they want to see what this offense can look like with Herbert with everyone healthy. I think I think the Chargers offense is going to be one of the hottest offenses to watch down the stretch. So big fan of Austin Eckler. I hope everyone who had him is holding on to him. They didn't trade him or anything. He's probably, um, I don't know if you guys, uh, if anyone's familiar with, with football guys, that's one of my favorite websites to use for a reference, but they had a show on this afternoon and they were talking about potential league winners and Austin Eckler's name, first name to be brought up. So I think if you were patient enough, Austin Eckler could help you make a run in the playoffs. And uh, if you're missing the playoffs right now, it can help you, you know, get you to the playoffs. So we got Fabian with another question here. Saints or Packers or Cardinals defense long term. Um, so I did, uh, I was looking at some of these schedules earlier. So we're going to first start with the Green Bay Packers schedule because I think they have a really good chance to be startable this weekend. Going up against the Bears and the Eagles right now, Carson Wentz leads the league in turnovers. He leads them in both interceptions and fumbles. So the Packers could get some points here. And then they play the Lions. So weeks 12 against the Bears, week 13 against the Eagles, week 14 against the Lions. Those are three games that I'm probably starting the Packers for sure. Uh, Carolina might be a tough game, but that game's cool. They just moved it to Saturday night. And uh, we'll see if they can contain Christian McCaffrey. But I'm kind of nervous week 16. Derrick Henry coming to town, uh, going up against the soft Packers run defense. That kind of makes me nervous. But I guess for the next three weeks, at least, I think the Packers defense is definitely where the start. Bears, Eagles, Lions, that does not scare me at all there. Uh, let's go ahead and pull up the Saints schedule the rest of the way. I mean, I think the Saints defense is probably the best uh, group of the bunch. It just really depends on the schedule here. So the Broncos, 
Yeah, we're gonna start. We're gonna start the Saints defense. The Falcons. We're gonna start the Falcons, or we're gonna start the Saints defense. Eagles. We're gonna start that defense as well. The Chiefs. I'm probably avoiding this game. So it's kind of similar to the Packers, where we really like them for three weeks here. Not so much against the Chiefs. I think I'd rather have the Packers starting against the Panthers. And then this Vikings game. I mean, it depends if Dalvin Cook's healthy and whatnot. But I think you could probably play the Saints against the Falcons in that one, or against the Vikings in that one. And then let's quick take a look at the Arizona Cardinals defense. So this week, Patriots. Next week, the Rams. Giants, Eagles, 49ers. It's not a scary schedule, I suppose. Uh, but I think at least for the next three weeks, I think uh, because it's weeks 12, 13, and 14, that gets you through next two weeks and gets you to the first round of the playoffs. And I think, you know, if other teams are dropping defenses, I think, I mean, one of my favorite things to do too is hold on to two defenses. And one of my leagues uh, that has defenses, we're carrying the Ravens and the Packers, just because we know the Packers have a really good schedule now and the Ravens later. So if you could hold on to two of those defenses, I think Saints and Packers are the ones. Cardinals have a pretty good shot here uh, to, to get into the playoffs here. The schedule doesn't scare me, but uh, 49ers, Eagles, everyone's playing the Eagles. Uh, the Giants, it's an easy matchup there. We'll see. I don't know what's going to happen in this Patriots-Rams game, so I think I would rank them Saints, Packers, uh, Cardinals. And if you could hold on to two of them, I, I think I totally would. Uh, that's one of my favorite moves in leagues that I have defenses in. Um, so we're kind of going on 45 minutes here. We'll hang out probably another 15 minutes. We'll make it around hour in this one. Uh, again, I will be going live tomorrow at 6 p.m. I have to. I'm going to be traveling home to Green Bay uh, tomorrow for Thanksgiving. I'm going to try to go again. Go. I'm going to go live at 6 p.m. We'll see how it goes. I'll just make a setup in my bedroom downstairs. Uh, but again, 6 o'clock tomorrow, we'll go over uh, the Lions-Texans game, the first game on Thursday. And then we got the Washington football team, the Dallas Cowboys. And then we got the nightcap, Steelers-Ravens. So I think both those guys, are all three of those games are going to be a lot of fun for us. We'll have a good day of Thanksgiving. We got uh, Fabian here. So yeah, man, uh, if, if you can hold on to the Dolphins, I think you're in a good spot here. And uh especially when you get to the, the fantasy playoffs, man, it just makes a lot of sense to hold on to two defenses, play the matchups. Dolphins are hot. Saints are kind of hot right now with Taysom Hill. I think you're in a good spot there to, uh, to get you through the playoffs. So uh, we kind of covered the receivers. If you guys have any questions on some of these guys, I do think Russell Gage is a name to keep an eye on with Julio Jones dinged up. Nelson Aguilar is playing some good football right now. I mean, Demir Bird blew up out of nowhere. I'm assuming Patrick Peterson is going to be on Jacoby Myers or Nikhil Harry. For the most part. So Demir Bird might be a sneaky spot start this week. And then just some of these other guys here, because uh, we talked about Randall Cobb probably not playing on Thursday. That means Kiki Cutie is going to be the leading slot receiver there. Um, so just a couple of guys on the list there. If you guys have questions on those, uh, I can answer those whenever you need to. Uh, but just looking at the tight ends. Um, <clears throat> so at the top of the show, we talked about important injuries that we need to know about. And Greg Olson is out four to six weeks. He's got a plantar fascia injury there. So that's going to make Will Disley and Jacob Hollister, two guys to keep an eye on. I do think Will Disley is probably the one guy that you want to, to get a piece of. I just want to see if I have the Seattle Seahawks entered in here. So last weekend against the Cardinals, we do see Will Disley, 43 snaps, 65% of the targets or 65% you know, percent of the snaps. Greg Olson did play 40 snaps here. So probably half of those are going to go to Will Disley. Half of those are going to go to Hollister. Uh, and then Russell Wilson did target these guys six times. So he only threw the ball 28. So that's that's a low number for Russell Wilson. I do think Will Disley could help us 
Uh, even if you don't need a tight end, you just want to add a, a decent backup tight end because, like we said before, he's attached to Russell Wilson. So Will Disley might be a guy that could help you at some point, even if it's not this weekend. He's worth a hold and see what happens kind of thing. Uh, Dallas Goddard, for sure, going up against Seattle. I really like what he can do, but he's probably owned. I just want to quick check the uh, percent roster ship. So Dallas Goddard. He's about 75% owned in ESPN's league, so he there's a chance he might be available, but he's probably owned Eric Ebron going up against Baltimore. Let's just quick see what Ebron did. So Eric Ebron's 85% owned, so he's probably not available. Uh, but then you got Robert Tunyon, you got Jordan Akins. These are two guys that I think have a really good chance to score. Robert Tunyon going up against Chicago. We could see I, I just I have a feeling Green Bay is gonna try to get this sour taste out of their mouth and show their they're, uh, they have, they're allowing 500 fans into the game. It's the first time they've had fans at Lambeau, so I think the Packer players might be uh, energized by that. I think it's just close family members and members of the organization. So the Packers' offense and the energy throughout that team might be pretty high. Jordan Akins is a really strong tight end option here against Detroit on Thursday because Randall Cobb's going to be out and Kenny Stills. Uh, both these guys are – I mean, for sure Randall Cobb's out. Kenny Stills is, is questionable. But uh, last weekend against the Patriots, we saw Deshaun Watson throw 11 targets to the tight ends. Aikens caught five of his six targets for 83 yards. So this is a guy, big athletic tight end. He can move the ball, get downfield. So I really like Jordan Aikens here. And then we just got some other guys here to kind of check out just to make sure these guys are not available. If you guys have any questions on tight end, we can get to those. I think I'm just going to answer some of the questions we got here in the chat room. So are we starting Jimmy or Henry this week? Uh, so Jimmy Graham going up against his old team, Green Bay Packers. I could see a revenge game there for us. Uh, my, the issue is I think it's going to be Mitch Trubisky, which scares me off a little bit. It's going to be Mitch Trubisky's first game, what, in a month and a half, two months maybe. And uh, with Hunter Henry, the Chargers are going to be playing the Buffalo Bills. I just want to pull up and show you. Uh, let's just look quick. I believe the Bills are very bad against the tight end. And <clears throat> all of a sudden, Hunter Henry's, you know, kind of turning things around and getting touchdowns. So I think uh, for me, this is this is how I make a lot of my decisions. So you're asking Jimmy Graham, Hunter Henry. My head immediately goes to who's throwing him the ball. So Jimmy's getting, you know, Mitchell Trubisky and Hunter Henry's getting our guy, Justin Herbert, who's just been dealing lately. So I think just, I mean, the Bills are the second worst here against the tight end. They allow... Uh, almost 16 PPR points to the tight ends here. Uh, let's just look and see. Uh, in terms of yards, the Bills have allowed the most yards to the tight ends. In terms of receptions, the Bills have allowed the most catches to the tight ends. And uh, tight end touchdowns, there's a couple of teams that have allowed more touchdowns, but you're looking at a pretty good floor here for Hunter Henry. So I think I'm going to roll with Hunter Henry at tight end. Um, a Robert Aaron Jones rest of the season. Uh, I think I'm going with Aaron Jones again. I mean, it's kind of like a situation of what kind of offense we want to be in. I know Allen Robinson has played well with Mitchell Trubisky, but uh, I just think as the weather gets colder, we're going to see Aaron Jones continue to score touchdowns. And uh, I don't know if you were in here before, uh, but one of my favorite things to do is just look at schedule and the Packers schedule, man, the rest of the way, like it's, it's, it's cupcake city. They're going to play Chicago, which is, yes, it's a tough matchup. Then they get Philadelphia. They get, the Lions, they get the Panthers, and they get the Titans. These are, you know, probably three of the worst defenses. So that's weeks 14, 15, and 16. So if you can just hold on and get these guys in, you get your guys into the playoffs, weeks 14, Lions, worst team allowing PPR points to the running backs. The Panthers, they're probably the second or third worst team, and the Titans are not very good themselves. So I just want to show you real quick here. 
if we do filter by PPR points to the running backs, you're going to see the Detroit Lions, uh, the ranked 32nd here, 33.8. So that's on the schedule. Um, they do play the Panthers, and so they're ranked 28th. That's 27.2 PPR points. And then the Titans right here, 24th. So you get three bottom 10 defenses in terms of running back points. And I do know the Raiders have a really – or the, the, the Bears have a pretty good schedule the rest of the way. Let's just pull that up real quick. So I do think Allen Robinson is a good player, but if you ask me, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna take those those sure touchdowns that I know Aaron Jones and that Packers offense is gonna get. The Bears offense might not score touchdowns sometimes, and uh, I just think I'm gonna roll with the Packers offense in this one. But uh, they the Bears play the Packers, they play the Lions, the Texans, the Vikings, and the Jaguars. That's a dream schedule. So I totally get it if you want to go with Allen Robinson. Uh, but just in, in terms of a more productive offense, and I like that the Packers have one of the easiest schedules the last three weeks, weeks 14, 15, and 16. I care most about those weeks. So I think I'm going to roll with Aaron Jones here. Uh, we got another question from Fabian. Uh, start Evan Ingram or Austin Hoopa? So that's a tough one. That is a tough question here. Let's just look at this uh, mathematically. So uh, Evan Ingram, the Giants playing the Bengals, and Austin Hooper, the Browns. Who did the Browns play this week? I can't recall. Let me just pull this up. Cleveland Browns. I feel like they have a pretty easy matchup. They play the Jaguars. Jesus. Okay, so let's um, – so I'm using – this is. I don't know if you guys have watched some of my previous shows, but I'm on the website called fftoday.com. And just under their stats tab here, I scroll down a little bit and it says fantasy points allowed. I'm just going to click on tight ends. Uh, assuming this is a PPR league, I'm just going to filter here by PPR. And let's see here. So the Browns going up against the Jaguars. The Jaguars are the sixth worst team against the, the tight end, 14.5 points. And the Giants going up against uh, the Bengals. Look at this, the Bengals, one of the, the fourth worst team here against the tight end. So just out of curiosity, it looks like the Bengals have allowed six touchdowns. The Jaguars have allowed eight touchdowns to tight ends. It's a difference of 41 catches to 50 catches. So I think this could favor, I mean, really, you're in a really good spot. I think I would probably play, um, I think I'm going to play Baker Mayfield and, and uh, Austin Hooper in this one, just because uh, there's a good chance that we see the Jaguars give up a couple more touchdowns here. Eight touchdowns is the most given up in the league here to tight end. So I think I'm going to roll with Austin Hooper there. And then uh, we got Carlos coming back for another question here. So we have Mahomes, Nick Chubb, Chris Carson, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Allen Robinson at flex. Should we trade Allen Robinson and bench players or Aaron Jones and put him at a flex instead? Whew. Wow. Okay, now I get your question. Interesting. Let me think about this. So you're rolling out Chubb. You're rolling out Carson. And Hopkins and Thomas are, are kind of must start, you know, at the position here. Uh, I'll tell you what, I think even for this week, I'm going to, I'm going to play Aaron Jones over Chris Carson. Um, Cause we don't know what Chris Carson's full workload is going to be back. He does play the Philadelphia Eagles. So I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me to get Aaron Jones in over Chris Carson this week. I think the rest, I mean, this, this team looks really good. I think this is the one that we were talking about. It's a 10 team league. Um, so I'm just looking here. Allen Robinson. So should we trade Allen Robinson and bench for players Aaron Jones and put him at flex instead? Do you have uh, – who would be like – outside of Aaron Jones, who would be your next best player to call up, Carlos? Just out of curiosity here. 
And then, you know, who do we target? I think I think this was your question. Maybe it was last night. I can't remember. But uh, I think we were talking about trading away Allen Robinson. But we didn't just look at the schedule for uh, the Chicago Bears. Really good schedule. And um, I don't know if you were here when I was talking about it, but I love to have really good depth on my fantasy teams. Um, the league, My best league that I'm in right now, I'm 10-1. and one. I lost for the first time last night because of Tom Brady. And I'm not, I wasn't able to get DJ Moore or CD Lamb in my lineup. I still had uh, Dallas Goddard on my bench too. I had a lot of really good players here and I'm, I'm okay with, with getting my flex wrong as long as I have really good options like you do here. So uh, because anything can happen, this, we're in a weird COVID season. I really don't know if it makes sense to make trades uh, when you have a really good team here. I know you want to probably consolidate and get more points into the starting lineup. Uh, but you got a lot of studs here, man. I I, I don't know if it's a, a terrible uh, – um, I think I'd be okay with holding on to what you got. And Chris Carson's been dinged up and in and out of the lineup all season. We'll see uh, We'll see what happens with the wide receivers, if we can continue to trust Michael Thomas. Uh, but, man, you have you have some really good options here. I'd hate to to see you make a trade that doesn't work out or, or maybe we're, we're, we get an injury and all of a sudden we want that, you know, Aaron Jones or Allen Robinson kind of back. So I think I would lean towards just, just holding tight and um, I don't know, making sure sometimes it's a really good thing to have that, you know, one or two really good players to call up that you trust. Um, it's just, it's always good to have a, a guy on, on call. That way you're not plugging in somebody off the waiver wire. So I think if you can hold on to Allen Robinson, I totally would. But I get it. If you want to trade him before we see what Mitch Trubisky and stuff looks like, but it also could be really good. Uh, I think we pulled this up last night, but Alvin Robinson against the Packers the last two games, he's crushed it. He's had seven catches and 100 yards in both games on Jair Alexander with Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback. So I do think Allen Robinson does have some value. And man, that schedule for the Bears the rest of the season, I mean, they got nothing to lose, too. Uh, they're they're maybe a, two games out of the playoff race, so they play the Packers. They're going to win against the Lions, Texans. That could be a win. The Vikings. That could be a win. The Jaguars. That should be a win. I mean, you could see some really nice things out of Allen Robinson here. So I totally uh, am okay with uh, with holding on to your studs and seeing what happens here. So uh, we're going on uh, almost uh, 58 minutes here. If you guys have any more questions, I'll probably sign off in a few minutes here. Uh, I did want to just kind of finish up and just say. Uh, any any other waiver wire questions for the week we can get addressed before we sign off here. But then I do have uh, a list of defenses here that I have ranked. Like we talked about the Dolphins. I do like the Browns at Jacksonville. The Packers against Chicago, that could be a really good spot start against Trubisky here. And then the Giants going up against Ryan Finley. Um, and I do kind of call out that th these two teams are likely available. Washington could be available against Dallas. Um, and uh, like I said, tomorrow night, we're going to hang out live at 6 o'clock. I'll be uh, coming live, I got to go travel to my parents' house for the Thanksgiving weekend. But uh, tomorrow night, we'll be going live 6 p.m. I'm not sure what I want to do on Thursday. I might not even do a show on Thursday and just end up doing two shows on Friday. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But for now, I'm penciled in at 6 p.m. on both Thursday and Friday. Uh, but I'm flexible there. But uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff brewing here. If you wanted to look at my weekly start sit charts, I do have those uh, kind of uploaded and started here. So if you just click on the, I'm on the homepage here. If you just hit <clears throat> week 12 start sits, uh, we're going to roll down here and you'll see I have everything in here for the Thursday night football game or for the Thursday morning, afternoon football game, or the evening football game. And I did put the fantasy points allowed to each position here. So you can see your green and your red matchups. 
Uh, and then I guess tomorrow my work's going to be getting, I do have all the start sit charts ready for Sunday games, but I got to import all the fantasy points allowed. So check out the fantasyfellowship.com. Again, we're, we're just wrapping up an hour here. We'll be going live tomorrow night. I'll answer all your questions. We'll talk about the awesome slate of games on Thursday uh, morning, afternoon, and evening. But uh, I just want to thank you guys for your time. We had a really good chat room here. We had Carlos hanging out. We had our guy Fabian hanging out. A lot of good stuff out of Fabian tonight. Thanks for the questions, man. Uh, we had Saad Abasi asking some good questions. We had another Carlos, Carlos Lara here asking some good ones. And our guy Trey S here. Uh, my brother hanging out, telling us to go Will Fuller in the chat room. What's up, Andrew? Um, so, yeah, I just want to thank, thank you guys uh, for hanging out, watching me. I'm, I'm super grateful for your time, super thankful that uh, someone wants to hang out and ask me questions on the YouTube. So uh, I love it. Thank you so much. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Check out thefantasyfellowship.com, and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good night. Peace.